Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. I just finished watching the first Republican presidential debate of the 2024 election cycle. It was a very interesting debate. And obviously, the big point to note was that former President Donald Trump did not participate in the debate that was held in Milwaukee. He had an interview with Tucker Carlson, and President Trump was not on stage in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for the debate held on August 23rd. So there were a total of eight candidates on the debate stage in Milwaukee, and overall it was a very interesting debate. Now, most of the candidates on stage are people who did not run for president before. We know that Chris Christie ran previously, but others are new. Here's my initial reaction to the debate. And I I won't be able to talk about all the different things that were discussed, but here are some highlights which I I wish to present to you. These are things that I think were were important. I mean, a lot of important things were discussed, but these are some of the things that I made notes of and I wanted to share them with you. Uh, first of all, there was conversation about the size of government, big government. I got the feeling that most people agreed, most people on stage agreed that government is just too big and has a massive footprint in the lives of the American people. Mike Pence mentioned that he will close the Department of Education. That is, if he's elected to be the president of the United States, he will close the Department of Education. And this is why I mentioned that there was conversation about the size of government. Whenever somebody talks about closing an agency or shutting down a department, that person is pretty much referring to the size of government and referring to the fact that the size of government needs to be reduced. Now, what Mike Pence said, that he will close the Department of Education, that's a bold commitment because obviously we know that the Department of Education is a massive government agency. And I think that it is a proposal that many conservatives will like. A lot of people, when they hear Mike Pence say that he will close the Department of Education, I think a lot of of conservatives who believe in limited government, they are going to like that idea. Now, the question is, is it going to be easy to close the Department of Education or any other department in federal government That is something that is yet to be determined. How easy will it be to reduce the size of government by closing an agency or by closing a department or an office? That's to be determined because we do know that once the government grows big, it's very difficult to reduce the size of government. The government has a tendency to grow. and. And, you know, I I think we all see that. We see that it's very difficult to reduce the size of government, but government just keeps growing. Departments just grow, agencies and offices 
they just expand and expand and expand. And that's that's how we ended up with such a massive government footprint in the lives of the American people. So Mike Pence made an important commitment to the people. And so I guess we have to wait and see how people react to that. Now that the first debate is over, there will be lots of discussion on different TV shows and uh, various analysts and commentators are going to talk about the various things that the candidates mentioned during the debate. So we just have to wait and see how people react to what Mike Pence said about closing the Department of Education. Next, let's talk about something very important that Governor Doug Burgum brought up. He mentioned the Tenth Amendment when talking about the role of the federal versus state government pertaining to the issue of abortion. It was great to see Governor Burgum mention the Tenth Amendment, which states the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Tenth Amendment. Governor Burgum suggested that the states should decide the issue of abortion, and each state will obviously have a different preference. New York may have a different preference, the voters of New York, versus uh, the voters in Montana. So he, he basically suggested that the states should make the decision regarding the issue of abortion. And there's a greater point to highlight here. It's really about the role of government, the different levels of government. The federal government is too big already. So if we really want to reduce the size of federal government, we have to understand what responsibilities it has versus what responsibilities belong to state government. Next, the issue of crime was also discussed. During the discussion, Governor DeSantis mentioned quality of life. He mentioned quality of life. And that's true. Crime affects our quality of life. When crime goes up, the quality of life goes down. So if we want to ensure good quality of life for the American people, then we must combat crime. We have to reduce crime. The border crisis was also discussed, and that's a topic that I was paying a lot of attention to. And I, I think there is agreement among candidates that we have to secure the border and we have to sto stop the flow of illegal immigrants. Since President Joe Biden came to office, millions of illegal immigrants have already entered the United States. It is a national security issue. And I, I think just... On the topic of border security, if, if we want to discuss the border crisis and if we want to discuss border security matters, we could easily have a two-hour debate just on one topic. 
this is a very important topic and there's a lot to discuss on this. And if you have been following my podcast, then you already know that I talk about the border crisis a lot and I talk about uh, the migrant crisis in New York City and in Chicago and in California. And I have published several episodes, many episodes, just discussing the border crisis and uh, the different sanctuary cities and what's going on in New York and Chicago and how millions and millions of taxpayer dollars are being uh, spent on providing housing and other services for these migrants. So I've, I've talked about these issues quite a bit. And so when I was watching the debate, I was paying close attention to what the candidates were saying regarding border crisis and how we can secure the border. Let's talk about an interesting topic that was brought up during the debate. There was a question about presidential candidates and whether presidential candidates should be required to pass a physical and mental acuity test. I'm I'm a policy analyst by training. And so my initial reaction was, who is going to administer the test? When we talk about a a test, who is going to administer that test? What organization or agency will administer the test? And who will oversee the entire testing process? Will there be requirements I I mean, let's talk about the physical test. Will there be requirements for uh, candidates to walk on a treadmill or to run a certain distance in in a certain amount of time? Will candidates have to lift weights to prove that they are fit to run for public office? There are many questions. And if you talk about the mental acuity test, then also... Think about who, which organization or agency is going to oversee that test. Who is going to decide what will be included in the testing process? I think that voters should be able to make the decision about whether or not a person running for president is fit to serve in the office or not. Just pay attention and see if a candidate is losing track of words and sentences. Just observe and see if there are too many gaffes and errors. If a presidential candidate is out doing public speeches and the, the candidate's, candidate is making lots of mistakes and, uh, and, and losing track of what, what is being said, then the people should be able to know whether that candidate is fit to serve in office. And the voters can make that decision using their voting power. So setting up these requirements, whatever the requirements may be, if there's a physical test or a, or a test to see if a, if a candidate is, is fit to serve in office, a mental equity test, then the question is, who is going to set up the requirements? And setting up these requirements but will just lead to more complications. 
It will result in the growth of government bureaucracy and there will be many questions and debates and disagreements about the tasks. When somebody is running for office, these candidates, especially if somebody is running for the office of the president, these candidates have to make public appearances and they have to show up for debates and do speeches in front of the public and answer questions from uh, voters and the media. And in that process, people will be able to decide if somebody is fit to serve in office or not. Even if you don't see a candidate in person, let's say you're not attending a rally, you're not going uh, to a town hall meeting to see a, see a candidate in person and to hear that candidate speak in front of you. If you're watching TV, if you are uh, seeing a rally on TV, if you're listening to a candidate uh, do interviews, then you are able to make a decision about whether that candidate is fit to serve in office or not. So forget the proposals for a new physical test or a mental equity test and let the voters decide. That, that's just my opinion. You can share with me your thoughts. Nikki Haley, I think, did pretty good. She was confident and she spoke very well. I liked Tim Scott a lot. He speaks very nicely, very clearly, and has a has a very nice pace when he's answering questions. He's calm, he's confident, and he did not insult anyone or he did not go in, get into any major heated argument. I think Tim Scott was there to present his ideas, and he did that quite successfully, I think. Now, Chris Christie, I, I don't know. Um, what what to say about his performance. Chris Christie definitely entertains people, I think. Uh, but then I I don't think that Chris Christie will be the nominee. Now, I I try not to make predictions, especially when it comes to uh primary uh you know nomination process, you know, let the voters decide. And I'm a voter, so when I when the time comes, when when I have to go and vote, I will go and vote because it's my right and my responsibility. But if you ask me to make a prediction, given that Donald Trump is is running in the race for the White House, and then we saw eight candidates on stage today um, d- during the debate, and then. Uh, there are a few other candidates who are not on the debate stage, but they are running. So given the entire pool of candidates, I think Governor Chris Christie will likely not be the nominee. And I'm I'm saying that as a Wisconsin voter. And that's my assessment after watching the de- debate performance. L- let me tell you, my friends, the debate took place in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. And the people of Wisconsin are very kind-hearted. They are polite. Wisconsinites are strong. They are determined. And they are also humble. And I don't believe that the people of Wisconsin are 
going to overwhelmingly support Chris Christie. Furthermore, I don't think Chris Christie presented any kind of policy ideas that were re- that would really stand out and that would impress people to the extent that they would decide to pick him as the favorite candidate. So uh, that's that's my observation. That's my assessment. And you can let me know your thoughts. You can let me know if you agree with me or you disagree with me. Uh, I look forward to your comments. As soon as the debate was over, I posted a question on my Facebook page and also on X, formerly known as Twitter, to ask people who they think won the debate, the the first GOP presidential debate. So I'm I'm still uh, looking forward to hearing from people. Uh, Some of my friends have uh, commented, and I'm expecting that I will be getting more responses. So, my friend, at this time, I would like to ask you if you have thoughts about the GOP debate. Please share those thoughts and comments with me. Go to tossifanam.net, send me a message, connect with me on social media. I am eager to know your comments. And if you have a favorite candidate after watching the debate, please let me know who that is. Thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. I appreciate it very much. And I hope to be back again soon with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.